You're listening to the Eat with Grace podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Jackie Neinheis, registered dietitian and professor of culinary medicine. And I am your co-host, Brooke Fredrickson, registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist. And we are here to challenge a culture around food and nutrition from a biblical perspective. We're so glad you joined us today. And we have a topic that um, everybody has to deal with one way or another, whether we cook or um, eat out or whatever happens, we still have to look ahead and we have to kind of plan. And so today we're talking about meal planning because if you can plan a little bit with your meals, you're gonna be less likely to healthy foods or um, you're less likely to eat out all the time. You're less likely to pull into that fast food restaurant if it's right at the corner. When we're talking about meal planning, I think about um, kind of looking at your plate and, and having a little bit of balance there, have some variety, have a contrast between all the different foods and consider the color and, and uh, even how it looks that it's attractive. And so Brooke, I was wondering, how do you go about meal planning? What's, what's some of your strategies? I kind of look at each meal as um, like, like you were talking about in a balanced way. So I always make sure I have some kind of protein, um, whether that's meat or dairy or beans or uh, something like that. I always pick a protein and then I have some kind of um, starch or grain to go with it. So depending on the protein that I pick first, um, I will find a starch or a grain that goes well with it. So whether it's potatoes or pasta or rice or something like that. And then I always pick um, at least one vegetable. I've tried to get in a habit of having two vegetables, um, especially at our, um, our big evening meal. Cause this is really, this is really the only meal that I, that I cook. Um, I just cook in the evening plan to make extras for my family so that we have, um, leftovers for lunches or for the next couple of days. Cause I'm not the kind of person who wants to cook every night. I don't like doing dishes. It's actually like my least, my least, least favorite, like chore to do at home. I hate doing dishes. And so like this week I made a lasagna one night. So we've been eating that for the last couple of nights, or I'll make a, you know, a big egg bake or something like that, or some other kind of casserole or soup. Uh, but I do, I, I plan by food groups. So protein, some kind of carbohydrate, starch, um, veggies is my fiber, but fruit and veggies is my fiber. So there's, there's different ways of looking at it. You can look at it in terms of food groups. You can look at it in terms of macronutrients, but I always aim for balance because I feel most satisfied when I have balance. I know if I eat a meal that doesn't have enough protein in it, I know I'm going to be hungrier earlier later, or if I eat a meal that doesn't have enough carbohydrate in it, I'm kind of going to be draining later. So I know it's important for me to eat in a balanced way because I feel best when I do that. And I know I'm getting my body, the nutrients that it needs. So that's, that's kind of the take that I, that I use. How about you? What do you do? Well, you know, as dietitians, I am sure that you, as well as myself are asked so many times to come up with meal plans. Mm -hmm. uh, physicians I work with, they say, Oh, could you just give me some meal plans that I can hand out to my patients? Mm -hmm. You know, meal plans don't really work for me, mm -hmm. especially somebody else's because hey it's going to take too much effort to figure out how to make that because that's just not something that I I'm familiar with or, or it's easy to get into or whatever. So coming up with your own meal plans is way better than asking someone else to design them. Or you can look on the internet and it says, Oh, 
seven day vegetarian meal plan. Here's a weight loss plan for spring, 1200 calories, three day diabetes meal plan, a seven day Mediterranean meal plan. I tell you, these are hard. These are really hard to follow. Even right. uh, someone that's really experienced. Right. So I think just coming up with my own is so much easier. So I, um, and that's what I'm, I'm going to um, cook with tonight. And uh, I just start pulling things out of my refrigerator that I think would go really good maybe with pasta or in the pasta, like different kinds of veggies and uh, what I have there. I used to start with the meat entree and plan around it, but I always teach in my nutrition education classes and my culinary medicine classes, you know, not to work around the meat. Don't make that the center of your plate. And right. so I try to take my own advice there and I try to change that a little bit. So last night I had some wild rice that was already cooked in my refrigerator. I had some black beans that were already cooked and my, and my black beans were a little dry. I didn't have any liquid. I cooked them from dry, but they just didn't have like the liquid on them that I usually like. And my rice had extra liquid. I thought, oh, that's going to be perfect. So I did the, the rice with the black beans. And then I wanted to add some herbs and some seasonings. And I happened to have quite a few in my garden. So that was a really easy thing to add. I, I grilled some chicken breasts, but I just sliced off a few thin slices and did a bowl. So then I had the wild rice, the black beans, and just a few pieces of, of the chicken. And in the past, I might've put all the chicken on the table and we would eat it all. And so now by slicing a little bit off, putting the rest away, I have some now for the weekend to make maybe some paninis or pasta with it. And plus we didn't overeat. My meal planning often comes by what I have. And when I go to the grocery store, I think of those foods that are our favorites. And I usually plan two or three meals that I'm going to pick up the ingredients for. And I would say I do the same thing. Um, a lot of times I have to go through my refrigerator and see what do I have to use up, whether it's something that's left over or like fresh produce, because produce just doesn't last that long. And so if I have you know, some broccoli that's going bad or some, you know, and I have celery and carrots, like I'll throw it in a stir fry and just or roast it up or do something. So, um, yeah, I think we should always be, not only is it, is it, is it, and then, yeah, just being creative. I think some people, you know, and maybe, maybe this is just because we're dietitians, like throwing together foods and just like making things up comes very natural to me. I never follow recipes, like ever follow recipes. And so when people ask me for recipes, they're like, well, I'm like, I just dump. I know what flavors I like, what seasonings I like. I know what pairs well together. And so I just throw things together. But I know there are a lot of people just, they don't, maybe that doesn't come naturally to them. And so they have to follow recipes. And so, you know, I always tell people, I said, just go to Pinterest or go to, um, I like allrecipes.com, I think is a great one because you can adjust for servings. Being a little bit flexible and being willing to maybe not follow a recipe to a tea or to try some new things, uh, to throw some different vegetables in there or substitute out some of your proteins. I think that's a- Give me an example of something you put together, some different combinations that turned out really well. Can you think of anything? I think soups is probably one of them that I, um, I will put anything in soups. You can do, you can put anything in soups. So the other day I made a pumpkin soup and I threw some, um, 
some white beans in it and some turnip greens. And I had a sweet potato that was like starting to get dehydrated. So I cut that up and I put that in there. Um, and I threw some onion and then I love nutmeg with pumpkin. So I put nutmeg in there, but I, then I also wanted more of a savory. So I did like a thyme, um, and, and turmeric in there and it turned out so good. It was kind of like a, like, like the potato, the sweet potato brought like a, with the nutmeg brought like a sweetness to it, but it was also very savory. It was kind of like a chili, but it wasn't spicy. I don't know, like stuff like that. Like just, just throwing stuff together like that, I think is fun. I, I used the turnip greens because they were starting to go bad in my refrigerator. I'm like, I need to get these used up. So I just chopped them up fine and threw them in there. Um, otherwise I normally wouldn't have put them in there, but you know, stuff like that. If I have, you know, um, any kind of leafy greens like that, I think you can throw in anything. You can throw them in hot dishes and soups. And, um, you know, I've even pureed them into spaghetti sauces or into meatloaf or things. I mean, you can just put them in anything. And so you just have to be thinking. I'm always thinking. And that's one thing I always tell my clients, how can I add more veggies? How can I add more veggies? So always be thinking whether it's hiding them in there because a lot of them don't have much of a taste or making them the center of your plate, but how can I add more veggies? And I think that's, that's really, really good idea. Yeah. Now you mentioned your stir fries. Do you use a wok or do you just use a skillet? What do you use for your stir fries and how do you do them? I just use a skillet. Um, and a lot of times it, I, I do stir fries when I need to use up my fresh veggies. <laughs> so if I have, and I would say my staples for that would be um, onion and cabbage, uh, carrots, celery. And then if I have any like broccoli um, or, or pea pods or something like that, I might throw those in there. It's, it's whatever I have on hand. So I just throw those in a pan and I use some, um, I usually use like sesame seed oil or something. It has more of that Asian flavor, um, in the pan. And then I do, uh, I usually do shrimp. I always have a big, I always have frozen shrimp in my freezer. And so we do stir fries with shrimp and then I will either make a brown rice with it or, um, even like ramen noodles. So, um, sometimes we'll do ramen noodles and just throw that in, uh, for a little bit of carbohydrate and, uh, it makes a really fast. I mean, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes tops, really, really fast, uh, meal that's really loaded with veggies. So that's a really great idea. You know, lately I've been using a wok on top of the stove, but for years and years and years, I never, ever used uh -huh. a wok just use the skillet. But one trick that I have found that makes making a stir fry go faster is if I throw one of the veggies in the microwave, hmm. like if I'm going to do broccoli or cauliflower or carrots or something, I can throw that in the microwave and it'll be cooking while I'm cooking the other vegetables, like in a skillet mm. or something. Yeah. The other benefit I have of that is sometimes when I stir fry, I get a little bit too much oil on it. Mm. And if I do something in the microwave that's steamed, then it's definitely going to make it so I have less oil on all those vegetables that I, I really don't need. And so sometimes I'll do just one vegetable in the microwave, but if the other stuff's not done, I might pop another one in. So if it's easier for me to do it right. in the skillet, I'll do it all in the skillet. It's easier yeah. for me to do. And in the past, I have done stir fries entirely in the microwave. So all the vegetables are kind of steamed. Um, I even cook the, the meat or the shrimp or something in the microwave. Okay. You know, there's yeah. all kinds of different ways to do stir fries. And then adding just a very, very light sauce. What do mm -hmm. you use for sauce for your stir fries? Um, a lot of times it's just maybe like a soy sauce or a, a teriyaki type thing. I don't have a lot of sauces. Sometimes I just use like, um, 
I'll just put like garlic and ginger on the, the veggies or the meat while I'm cooking it. And that's the flavoring that I use. So um, when the veggies cook down and I use that little bit of sesame oil, that flavors it enough where it kind of gives it that sauce and there's enough moisture in there. So it varies, but those are the things I typically oh, use. That sounds really good. I'm really into fermenting different um, fruits and vegetables. And so I have fermented lemon, I have fermented uh, plums, just um, any kind of produce that I've gotten that I can ferment. But I can take those plums and they, they were fermented uh, with salt and they made lots of juice. I will take them and cut them in little tiny pieces and stir it in with all my others. And it just kind of brightens it up. Hmm. I was just reading a chef's comment the other day and they said that when they taste a stir fry and it's missing something, they said almost always what it's missing is a squeeze of acid or hmm. you know just a little bit of lime or lemon or they said a splash of uh, rice vinegar was vinegar, their suggestion, yep. which I hadn't really ever tried before. So I thought um, just a splash of that acid, that's kind of interesting. Or like you could do a grated lemon peel or um, hmm. zest of uh, orange or something like that. And so I thought, oh, yep. that's because I think it sounds good to have like ginger and garlic and a little bit of uh, zest of mm. uh, citrus fruit. So that, yeah. that would be interesting. So it's something yeah. I've never tried before. And so right. I did try it the other night and I thought, oh, that's interesting. My husband even mentioned it and he usually doesn't mention. You know, I also like to sometimes in my stir fries to add something fresh that's not cooked on the top of it. Mm -hmm. The other night I did a lot of cilantro on top. Yep. But sometimes you can do um, chives or green onions or yep. something something that's not doesn't even have to be cooked and you add it to the top and it just yep. uh, freshens everything up. I love those like one pot meals that you can just throw together and whip up fast. So that's something I always do easy. I'm not a big like want to slave in the kitchen for two hours every day. It just doesn't work with my schedule. As much as I do love cooking, I just, I don't like doing that. So, so as far as meal planning goes, aside from meals, how about snacks? Do, are, do you eat snacks in between your meals? Do you plan for snacks in your day or what do you do for snacks? You know, I used to never snack and my kids grew up not snacking. We eat meals and maybe okay. that's why it seems like we're big eaters is because we eat meals and didn't snack. Right. Fine. As I've gotten older, I have a really bad habit of snacking and my snacks are like almonds and all kinds of foods that would be on somebody's healthy list, but they actually make me gain weight. So the more I snack, the more I, I seem to gain, and that's because I don't cut back on my meals. I have not I gonna... been a snacker before. And okay. uh, with a snack, you really have to cut back on your meals. Well, I was just going to say, are you snacking because you're hungry or are you just snacking out of habit or because it's there? Because if you're hungry, you should snack, right? Because it's your body saying that you need more. But if you're having a large meal and you're not hungry, you don't want to snack. So I guess I, I base my snacks on if I'm hungry or not. Now I typically eat smaller meals. I eat smaller meals about every three hours, just because that's what works well with my day. So I do, I always plan for snacks and my snacks are always some kind of protein or fat with carbohydrates. So usually like a fruit and a vegetable with some kind of protein or fat. Um, because again, when I have that balanced snack, I feel better and it lasts longer even just a handful of nuts. I mean, I do that every once in a while. I keep pistachios in my car all the time in case I need something. Um, 
So, you but know, I think, yeah, it's interesting when you talk pistachios because, you know, there is a big difference when we're talking about meal planning. Um, I think that snacks is something we don't plan, but it might be a really good idea to plan those. I shouldn't yeah. say don't plan. I should say I don't do, but I think that would be a really good idea is to plan our snacks too. Yeah, I do. I plan all of mine. And a lot of times it's because I work outside of the home two days a week. And so on those days, I always, you know, I pack a lunch every day. And so I have what I'm going to eat for my main meal, but then I always plan two snacks. So like if I need um, and I don't always eat them. Sometimes I bring them home because I don't eat them and I'm not hungry, but I want to have something available if in the instance that I get hungry or if I end up getting home later or something uh, that I can eat something. So I'm not like starving or have to stop at a, you know, a convenience store and buy something on the way home. So I always pack something and it's typically like yogurt and fruit. Um, I'll bring maybe cottage cheese or string cheese, maybe some veggies and hummus. I just pack kind of a variety of things and then whatever I'm hungry for at that moment. Uh, that's what I'll eat if I'm hungry. But uh, like I said, it's not a requirement, but yes, I do. I know myself that if I don't eat a snack when I'm hungry, I will get too hungry and I get really bloated and uncomfortable feeling. And then I'm, I eat way too much at that next meal. So for me, snacks is really important to plan out. Planning for packing lunches for kids when they go to school is really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I know uh, the kids around my, in my life, they're like, okay, we only have a few minutes to eat at lunch. So I, I got to have things that are easy to eat, fast to eat. And it is hard because they look around at everybody else's meals and they have all these prepackaged things. So did um, your kids eat school lunches or did you pack lunches for them? You know, a lot of times they, um, I never packed their lunch. Okay. They always did. <laughs> and, oh. and, uh, so I always, I always think it's kind of nice when, uh, Kids can pack their own lunch, but doesn't mean they're always going to have the best choices. But I tried to always have things in the house that I thought would be um, nice for them to take for their lunches. So, And I know like for me at work, I have a microwave so I can bring things that need to be reheated. Uh, But in our school setting, I don't know if they do have access to a microwave. So like it almost always has to be cold food. And I think your choices are really limited to cold food, like sandwiches. There's really not a whole lot outside of that other than maybe some cheese and crackers or try, trying to get that that cold protein in. And I think kids get sick of eating, you know, cold foods all the time too. I would get sick if I did of eating cold foods all the time. So meal planning is pretty easy for me because a couple of us eating and I can, I have time to think mm. through and all that. But, you know, I think meal planning is a lot harder for my daughters who have young children. They are working full time, uh, working from home, trying to help with schoolwork, trying to help with all the different things that happen during the day and have to happen. And I know that my daughter gets to the end of the day and it's like six o'clock. And she said, I'd do better if I thought about it earlier Mm -hmm. or thought Mm -hmm. about it like a few days ago. But she gets there and she has not thought, even had a second to think about what to do. That is when it's hard. That's why just a a few minutes of meal planning can kind of help. That at least take something out if you have to take something out of the freezer. If uh, when you go to the grocery store, you have enough produce to last 
until the next grocery shopping trip. And I just try to do one day at a time. I know some people will sit down and plan out their meals for an entire week. My schedule and my life is so up in the air and it changes so much that I can't do that because it's just, it's not feasible for me. But if I can wake up every morning and that's usually what I do, I'm like, I, I kind of figure out what I'm eating for breakfast. If I need to pack my lunches for the day, I do that. And I always think, what am I going to have for supper? Because I know my son's going to come home from cross country practice at six o'clock and be starving. And I want to make sure that I have at least an idea of what we're going to eat. So like you said, yeah, if I need to take meat out of the freezer, um, I'll do that. Or if I need to stop at the grocery store before I come home from work, I need to do that. So I just plan one meal or one day at a time. And I think this is going to be different for everyone. Some people may be doing two or three days at a time would be good. I know every time I go to the grocery store, I try to think a little bit ahead. Of course, I replace our staples, but I always try to think, okay, what am I going to make for our you know, evening meals the next couple of days? So I at least have something on hand. And then hopefully we have left leftovers that that will get us a few days over because I always plan for leftovers. One thing that I think really helps is to cook for two or three meals mm -hmm. and it just makes it so much easier. Like um, I mentioned, I had the black beans and the rice. Both of those I had cooked for some other meal, but I'd cooked extra. And so my, my freezer has packages of beans that I've cooked from dry. They might have rice or whatever other kind of starch that I've cooked. I like to keep a lot of roasted vegetables in my refrigerator. So if I roast vegetables one night, I'm not going to just do it for one meal. It's probably going to be enough vegetables for the next day for lunch and possibly for another meal in the evening. So yep. having, having some of those things already fixed makes yep. my meals go so much faster. The other thing I wanted to bring up about meal planning, I know for, um, which it can be difficult for people who have picky eaters in their family or for very strong, um, you know, very strong preferences around food. Or if, or if your family, maybe some of your kids have severe food allergies and there's certain things that you can't make. I know there's some people that have to get really creative about meal planning and have to be a little bit more intentional about that uh, in those instances. Uh, but I guess my advice for people, if you have picky eaters in your family, I, I just go back to the division of responsibility where it is, it is the adults and maybe the adults are picky too, but it is their responsibility to, to provide a balanced meal and provide a variety of foods, have your protein, have your starch, have some veggies, have some fruit, have a variety of foods. And then the, the family gets to choose from that meal, what they're going to eat and how much they're going to eat. Um, try not to force those picky or, you know, those picky eaters to eat things that you made, but at least just provide that balanced meal and let them choose from it what they're going to eat and um, and it'll all work out. Just don't cater to it. Don't cater to the pickiness. If you're always trying to plan your meals about around that one kid or that one person in your family that's picky, your whole family is going to have an extremely limited diet and not have access to a variety of those foods and nutrients. So um, be creative and, and try new things and try new vegetables and try new proteins and try new recipes. I think it's good to do that. Um, because we do, we get stuck kind of in a rut. A lot of us eat the same, you know, five, six, seven meals all the time. Um, and I think it's good to try new things. So really, really good advice. That's, um, you know, just talking about it here today has been uh, kind of inspiration for me to try some different things. Like I loved your idea of the soup. I think I'm going to try that soup. So thank you. Yeah. And don't ask me for the recipe because I can follow one, right? Just, just dump it all together and taste it and it'll work out. So, okay. 
Well, thank you for listening today. If you guys have any questions or comments on meal planning, please reach out to us. Um, I hope that was helpful and uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you.